how powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's late at night. The guests have all gone. You're just drifting off to sleep when you hear a crinkling sound. And then a boing, boing, boing. You look up to your doorway as the door creaks open. You see just the top, the tufts, glittering in the moonshine. Of Mylar. <laughs> moonshine. <laughs> I say moonshine. Oh, man. It must be Thursday. All right. You're so Tennessee, Becky. <laughs> Hello, Hainted Loves. Welcome to Homespun Haints Bonus Edition. I'm Becky. I'm Diana. And today we're going to talk about balloons. <laughs> I like that that solicits an evil laugh, even when you say it to yourself. You've got pretty strong emotions about balloons. I sure do. If y'all listened to Monday's episode with Alicia of Twisted and Uncorked, which I hope you did. If you didn't, go back and listen to it. It was fabulous. The episode is called Haunted Balloons and Meatballs of Doom. And she has quite a few stories about haunted balloons. And we learned as we were talking to her that... It's not just Alicia that has a lot of stories about haunted balloons. And I kind of went down the Reddit rabbit hole and found so many stories about this. So you're going to tell me the stories of the public en masse, and then I'll tell you my personal stories about paranormal balloons. Wait, you have a story about paranormal balloons? I have two. Oh. Our Facebook group already knows them. If you want to get in on the action, it's been a long time since I talked about that. Ooh. I'll just tell you generally what the stories are that people have posted. A lot of forums and communities, when people post these stories, they had a lot of interesting things to say about what could be happening when a balloon follows you down the hall, walks up the stairs, (laughs) sticks its head in your doorway like, hi, you ready to play? Yes, we've all seen, if we've ever been to a party and brought home a slightly deflated mylar and helium balloon with one of those like tags at the bottom to weight it down so it doesn't fly off into the distance, after a few days, you'll notice it will have some strange behavior. 
You put on some music and it will start to dance. It will follow you around. It will show up in places in the house that it shouldn't. And a lot of us just say, oh, that's weird. And then some of us say, I think there's more to it. What Quora and Reddit and all of the lovely forums of very well-informed scientific minds have to say about this <laughs> is the reason it appears that most balloons are haunted is because, especially when they're like partially deflated like this, these helium balloons can be pushed along by just very slight changes in air current. Walking down the hall could create enough of a current to cause the balloon to move or your air conditioning popping on or having a window open or maybe even a draft in your house that you're not aware of. Houses are not airtight. These can cause balloons to move in such a way that it seems odd to us because we're not even feeling it. Another reason why a balloon might follow you is we actually might be putting off an electrostatic charge. You know, when you touch a doorknob and you get shocked. Or when you rub a balloon on your hair and your hair stands up afterwards. Yes. Uh Yes. The balloon, the balloon, I'm going to anthropomorphize it here, might be sensing that. It could be drawn to that static on your person. And so that's why it appears like the balloon follows you. I see. Okay. However, on so many of these stories that I saw, just like... Alicia stories, that's not enough of an explanation. If you remember Alicia's first story, the balloon reinflated itself. It was completely deflated and folded up and put into a dumpster. The balloon reinflated. That's not air currents, folks. The balloon reinflated no. itself, crawled out of the dumpster, and was floating around. In the restaurant. That's so weird. Mm. I mean, how did she deflate it? Did she just untie the knot and therefore it still could hold air? Would not hold air if it popped, if she popped it to deflate it. It healed. It healed. Talk about anthropomorphized balloons. There you go. It healed. <laughs> Grew a scar. <laughs> Grew a scar. <laughs> Started collecting more air. Oh, that's creepy. When it reinflated itself, was it also floating? Yes. It was yes. floating. So it not only reinflated itself, it reinflated itself with helium. Mm-hmm. Where did it get that helium? Right. <laughs> Maybe ghosts fart helium and a ghost was just playing with it. That was another thing I was going to say. A lot of these stories that I found, the forum users would say, oh, just pop the balloon. It's freaky. Just pop the balloon. Well, That doesn't make the problem go away. If it is indeed a haunting, it's not the balloon that's haunted, folks. Right? That's like saying if there's something scary in your room, put your covers over your head. It's not going to go away. It's something (laughs) else in the house that is playing with the balloon. They're very easy to manipulate. I spent a long time thinking about this last night. So (laughs) You did. (laughs) There's that scene in The Empire Strikes Back where Luke is trying to telekinetically pull the X-Wing fighter out of the swamp. And he can't. He says it's too heavy. And Yoda says, size matters not. It's all in your head. Well, that must not be the case for ghosts. Because I imagine if you're a ghost, it's a lot easier to move a Mylar balloon than it is to move, say, a house. Ghosts would be moving all sorts of heavy shit all the time. And not just balloons. I don't think that ghosts move things through Jedi mind tricks, though. I think probably ghosts move things through manipulating whatever energy is in the vicinity in the first place. So the idea of a ghost using its mind. Ghosts don't have minds. They're non-corporeal. 
they do. Ha- okay, are we going to get into Descartes here? The mind <laughs> is all a ghost has. Mm, I it does see, not see. have the body. Wait a minute. So could a ghost of a Jedi move things that were heavier? Because the Jedi has trained their mind during life, and so that carries over into death. The Jedi ghosts, they were doing shit all the time, weren't they? When they wanted to meddle. I mean, they could. The Jedi ghosts. There's Jedi ghosts. The Jedi ghosts. Oh, my gosh. So there's a precedent for this. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't watch Star Trek. Oh, my God. All right. Y'all, please just forgive Diana for that. It's a lie. I do watch Star Trek. (laughs) It's the easiest way to piss people off. Spaceballs? What was it? <laughs> Let's move on before we lose all our listeners. Oh, come on. Jesus, Star Wars fans are so sensitive. Uh-huh. Let's move on before you <laughs> piss me off more. So my point is, after that long segue, the point is, ghosts are moving the balloons. The balloons themselves are not haunted objects. Alicia's other story, she heard something playing the xylophone before the balloon moved. I saw stories about people hearing the stairs creaking as the balloon walked up the stairs. It's <gasps> <laughs> cool. <laughs> hearing knocking on the doors before the balloon showed up. Like the balloon bumping against the door? Like a... They hear knock, 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 and they open the door and there's just a balloon there like... Hi! Being a balloon, silently. Let's come and play. Not knocking. <laughs> we all float down here. <laughs> that, again, indicates it's not the balloon. It's not static electricity. <laughs> Your house is haunted. I think ghosts probably use the static electricity to manipulate the balloons. Probably, quite possibly. Surely. And surely. actually, so if you are on our Patreon... You would have heard our most recent Patreon episode with my husband because Diana was still out of commission. And we talked about all the different types of energies there are and how lazy it is (laughs) that we only look at electrical energy when we try to detect ghosts. There are so many kinds of energies. So it's not just electrical that they could be manipulating. I spent a long time, way too much time reading (laughs) the Internet's stories of balloon hauntings. I had lots of very strange dreams about balloons. (laughs) Very strange dreams. And I'm glad it was all about balloons because I hate clowns. Clowns freak me out. So Yeah, balloons and clowns have a very strong link in my mind. Mm -hmm. I if I if I see a scary balloon incident, I always think, where's the scary clown that just got here and left without me noticing? One thing I do want to say, though, I do need to make a PSA here. And there's a little bit of a trigger warning here. If you do have a Mylar balloon in your house that is moving around, please, please, please make sure that it cannot get into one of your children's rooms, especially if you have really young children. This is actually, this is a real thing. This is a problem. I've read reports of the balloons deflating in the night landing on the child and the child suffocating to death. So yeah, I just want to say, please, if you have a balloon in your house, just make sure your your kids' bedroom doors are shut. Do not leave it in their room, even if they're like, oh, it's my best friend. I want to have the balloon in my room. Please don't. So just, just a PSA. I got to put that out there. Yeah. And also keep them away from your cats if they have a string on them. One time when I was a kid, my cat came wandering into the room and he sounded weird. He sounded kind of like, and we turned around and the cat had a balloon sticking out of his mouth. 
and we had to pull the balloon and like five feet of string out of the cat because it had swallowed the entire string. All that was left was the balloon sticking out of its mouth. I've been told if a cat eats a string not to pull it out because it can damage the intestines. Well, apparently my parents hadn't been told that in the 1980s. Sorry. Now we know. We were just glad that it wasn't coming out the other end yet. So be careful. Careful with balloons. Balloons are dangerous. You mentioned a trigger warning and that kind of made me think... You know how they put trigger items in to try and get child ghosts to play with a teddy bear or doll or ball or something? Oh, yeah, the boo bear. Yeah. Do you think that a balloon would act as a trigger object to a childlike ghost? I think it would be an excellent thing to let a ghost play with. However, I think it would be very difficult to measure whether or not it's a ghost or something else manipulating it just because they are so sensitive to air currents and static and whatnot. You could do a control balloon. I mean, you could do like a fun balloon with like sparkles and happy birthday written on it. And then you could do like a plain black mylar balloon that's not very interesting and see if one of them moves more than the other one. I just think there's just too many variables with that. So anyway, way too many. Yeah, that's my bit about balloons and hauntings. Diana, you have some stories. I do. So the most recent incident I had was last November. Amber had a medical procedure and her boss very sweetly bought her a bouquet delivered to our house. It had a balloon that said, get well soon. You know, fancy mylar balloons that get well soon. It was really cute. It stayed inflated for weeks. It was floating around my living room in the same exact spot for a long, long time. And it's well into December now, probably a week or two later, still floating in the same exact corner of my living room that it always had for weeks. It's in the same corner of my living room. We leave town for a brief trip. We arrive back home and the balloon is no longer in the corner. And of course, my first instinct is to go, well, obviously it's lost its helium, finally floated down to the ground and gave up. But that wasn't the case. Because what had actually happened is the balloon ended up in the hallway, which sounds like, yeah, it might be air currents, right? But here's the thing. The balloon was still up by the ceiling in the hallway. It had to dip down at least two feet to get through two separate archways (laughs) and then rise back up to the ceiling and then dip down another two feet to get through another very narrow doorway, which was a 90 degree turn from the first doorway that it had to go through and then float back up to the ceiling and then just hang out there. Why did it wait to do this until there was nobody in the house for a couple of days? Nothing changed about the environment except for the fact that we weren't opening and closing doors anymore. So you would think there would actually be less of an air current to move that balloon around than there was when there were actually people in the house. But the thing is, we saw the balloon not move for two weeks in the exact same corner. So I just figured a scary clown broke in while we were gone, moved the balloon, and decided that was all that the clown wanted. Your house was still haunted at this time. This is true. It was getting closer and closer to the floor grate where you can see down into the basement. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. They were down there like, come to us, come to us, come play with us forever. So balloons are a trigger object to my specific ghost. Got it. They desired it. They tried to draw it closer down towards the floor vent. It's absolutely the only explanation. Well, I mean, scary clown was a good theory. Come on. Other than the scary clown. 
I would prefer to think that it was the ghosts that were already there than another ghost that broke in. <laughs> well, scary clowns aren't ghosts. They could be. Oh, I see. Like Jedi ghosts, scary clown ghosts. That's a compounding factor I don't want to think about. Not all <laughs> clowns who love balloons are scary, though. I did see a burlesque act once where a dancer stripped down and did a sexy balloon animal performance. That was exciting. She had a, a clown nose. Just the nose? Yeah, just the nose and two red noses over her nipples. That's a little different. She was pretty clowny. She was, well, before she got undressed, she was clowny, of course. You know, naked clowns. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wow. You just made that so much scarier. Let's move on to <laughs> my other story. <laughs> yes, your other story. <laughs> well, when I was a kid, one of my mom's favorite films was a French film called The Red Balloon in English, of course, because I don't speak French. And I watched that over and over and over again. And if you haven't seen it, the reason I enjoyed it so much, even though it's a French film, is because there are no words in it. It's a film about a balloon and a little boy who loves the balloon and bullies who try to pop his balloon. And then at the end, all the balloons in the neighborhood just suddenly fly to this little boy and they wrap around him and fly him up into the air to save him from his sadness. It's a very sweet film, but the balloon is very much anthropomorphized. It follows this little boy around all day and wonders why it can't get into his classroom with him and floats outside the window looking sad while he's in class. You know, it's really cute. So in my mind, having this foment in my mind as a young child over and over again, when I see a red balloon, and of course, as an adult reading it and watching it, seeing the red balloons, I have this very, very supernatural viewpoint about specifically red rubber helium balloons. Everybody does, I think, at this point. <laughs> right? It's part of the canon. If it's going to be a haunted balloon or an anthropomorphic balloon, it's going to be a red rubber balloon on a string. A red rubber helium balloon, specifically. So, a few years ago, I won a trip to Las Vegas, but I was hella broke at the time. Like, so broke that I went on my trip to Las Vegas, I took the free flight, I went to the free hotel. I ate the free dinner. And then I did not buy anything else or spend any more money. I didn't gamble. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't buy any food. <laughs> My budget was zero freaking dollars. I'm like, I'm only going to participate in stuff that's already planned for me. And that's where I'm going to get my food from because I was so broke. So very, very broke. <laughs> this is like one of the vacations that I took by myself, like one of maybe three in my entire lifetime that I've traveled by myself. I hate traveling by myself because I'm so scatterbrained that I can't focus on anything and time just starts to disappear. I'm traveling by myself. Time is an illusion because Vegas, the casinos, it's always daytime. It's always nighttime. There's no time inside of a casino. There's no time inside of Diana's brain. So I'm just sleeping at random. I'm trying to find things to do in Vegas that don't cost money, which is shockingly easy if you are really dedicated to it. You can walk for like five hours. You just walk through casinos and you never have to see the outside world. And so this was a really surreal experience for me. But my first day there, I was inside one of the casinos that had one of those huge dome ceilings that's painted to look like a beautiful, cloudy, blue, sunny sky. The Venetian. It was the Venetian. And while I'm in there, I'm looking up at this beautiful dome thinking, oh, well, that's cool. I wish I had something like that. And oh, look, at the very top of the dome, there is a red rubber helium balloon with little white stars printed all around it, floating there at the top of the dome. And I just 
vaguely noticed it. I thought, that's cute. In my mind, I'm always like, red rubber balloons, paranormal, interesting. I took a photo of it just because it it kind of, you know, floated my boat, whatever. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Then the last day of this mysteriously bizarre time slip loner hungry trip to Vegas, I go to Caesar's Palace, which also has a part that's domed with a painting of the sky. And I look up and I think, oh, another casino with another painting of the sky with another red rubber balloon with another white star print all over it. What? (laughs) The exact same freaking balloon. Not another red balloon, but a red balloon with little white stars printed all around it was in the center of this blue sky dome in a completely different casino on a completely different day. (laughs) It follows. It follows. So that freaked me out. I took a photo of the second one. I'll post them on the show notes, I guess, for this. Or Facebook or whatever. Do you not think that's bizarre? The same exact balloon in the same exact backdrop in a completely different building two days later? Unless it was part of a larger scheme a flash mob yeah maybe <laughs> maybe see the whole time after i saw the red balloon i was looking for the person selling red balloons like who's uh-huh. got the balloons i didn't see a single other balloon in a casino the entire trip not one balloon so it wasn't that there was like a guy walking around selling balloons or a shop where balloons were sold and they were all red with white stars on them i didn't see a single other balloon except for those two <laughs> oh my gosh Weird. I thought that was that was very creepy. Just the feeling that I got looking up at that second balloon and being like, how, how did my life lead me here? <laughs> what does it mean? As long as you don't find it in your bedroom tomorrow, you should not have balloons in the bedroom, period. When I was a kid, I had a repetitive nightmare that there was a balloon dangling over my bed. And for some reason, my child brain was like, that is a vampire. That balloon wants to suck my blood. Oh, I just got chills. Isn't that weird? What a strange conclusion to draw. Oh, balloon. I bet it wants to suck my blood. Why? Why, child Diana? Blues are evil. This was when I was like six or seven. I shouldn't have known anything about vampires. There's nothing natural about balloons anyway. They're not made from rubber. They're made from plastic. They're filled with a substance that we theoretically should not have access to because it's lighter (laughs) than air. Well, Diana, thank you for taking me down the balloon-lined walk of your memories. Yes. <laughs> it has been quite balloon-lined. For those of you painted loves listening, do you have balloon stories? Please share them on our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash homespun haints. We'd love to know if this sort of thing has happened to you and what phenomena accompanied your anthropomorphic balloons that made you realize it's not just air currents. If you do have a balloon story, and it has to do with a red balloon following you around mysteriously, that'll be a spooky day. Homespun Haints is hosted by Becky Kielimnik and Diana Doty, and produced by Homespun Haints Media, LLC. Editing and music by Becky Kielimnik. Show notes by Diana Doty. If you have a ghost story and you'd like to be considered as a guest for this podcast, please visit our website at homespunhaints.com slash submit. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. 
It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Deep in the bowels of Oklahoma exists a passageway that has remained locked for decades, untouched by mortals. We don't know why it was sealed nearly a century ago, but we are thirsting to find out. So thirsty. Do you have the same insatiable curiosity as us to see what lies beyond his threshold? On September 24th, 2023. We will unveil the shadows together via live stream as we open this sealed passageway, slaking our thirst for arcane knowledge. And we want you to be there with us. Virtually, of course. This may be dangerous. We don't have liability insurance. Oh my eye! But what will we find? Is this passageway a sealed tomb? A hideaway for treasure? A portal into another dimension? Maybe it's alien. Even we won't know until September 24th, and you can be there to discover the secrets with us. I'm not scared. Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement to RSVP for this event and find out how you can participate in this interactive adventure with us. As long as there's darkness to explore, we shall remain its loyal devotees. RSVP now and immerse yourself in the abyss of the unknown that is Diana's basement. <laughs> Visit homespunhaints.com slash basement.